Hi, welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie. Today, you're going to have the pleasure of meeting one of our speakers, Risha D. Bailey. Risha's session at the conference is Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, Why Comparest Thyself at All? Her session will dig deep to uncover the types of comparison traps we set and often fall prey to as women and believers. You can follow Risha's ministry, Disciples on Demand, where she encourages believers with weekly devotions and programs such as the ABCs of discipleship and building thriving ministries. She is also the author of Working on Trust, Getting to Know and Trust God. Listen in as we discuss the importance of knowing your identity in Christ, the pitfalls of comparisons, and the amazing power of God. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Risha. Welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. How are you today? I am well. I'm doing so well today. Excited to be here. I'm so glad that you were able to join me. And I'm just happy that the listeners will kind of get to know who you are and what you're going to be speaking on, because I'm really excited about this topic. So I know that people lovingly call you Risha D. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Okay. (laughs) So, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Well, you know, I um, I'm I'm just uh, with it. I'm an around the way girl. There's nothing special, <laughs> you know, about me. God just, you know, in His grace and His mercy, He just decided to to um, to to pull me out, to select me, and to deposit some things. Um, in me that I know the world and the body of Christ in particular needs to hear. Um, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, I have, um, you know, lots of siblings. I have uh, three brothers and two sisters. And, you know, one thing about growing up in the D.C. metro area is that I've developed a love for the arts. So I grew up enjoying all types of um, arts-based activities, where there was dance, there was an all types of dance, um, theater, et cetera. And so, you know, that kind of still carries, um, it's still, I still carry it with me to this day as one of my extracurricular activities, a hobby that I love to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, God has, God has blessed me and he's allowed me to grow in my faith and grow through the study of the word and then also be able to go to seminary um, and develop and dig deeper into into the word and has birthed, you know, some some things in me that I'm excited to share with the body of Christ. That's right. So you're pursuing a doctorate degree, is that right? Yes, I'm pursuing a doctorate of education degree, uh, focusing on Christian leadership. And, you know, my desire it really, it, you know, sometimes God deposits things in you and they manifest in their own time. Like sometimes you see stuff from an early age and it carries along with you, it follows you rather as you grow and develop. And then some things they're just set aside. And then when God is ready to pull the covers back, he pulls the covers back, surprise, I had this in you the whole time, but you didn't know it, you know. And and so, you know, sometimes I can kind of look back now and see and put pieces of the puzzle together in terms of, how I would act or react in certain situations. And now it's coming full circle, like, wow, God, you know, that was a passion that was in me um, for, um, for leaders to, um, to improve systems, 
to get people to think out of the box, to, to help people learn how to cooperate and work with one another to build thriving teams or to really, you know, fulfill their purpose. And so um, I'm really excited about that journey and hopefully um, we'll be wrapping that up in 2021. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exciting. I mean, and it's great that you're, you know, going to seminary and pursuing what God has put on your heart. Um, you know, and I, what you were saying resonates so true. It's like all these, I think the Lord just makes these deposits, right? Like whether you are mm -hmm. 10 years old or 25 year old or 50 year old, right? And then it comes to fruition, fruition, excuse me, in his own time. So I, I, yeah. I love that you said that because sometimes, you know, I think, um, you know, I speak to a lot of women and they say like, you know, they feel like there's this thing that they want to do, but they're not sure what it is. Right. And it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. It's like, you feel, yeah. like, I mean, we kind of, I think, especially in 2020 have noticed like time is precious, right? Life is precious and right. things can change in a heartbeat. And so, you know, I think there is this urgency in a sense to do what God has his will for you to do. And sometimes there's this like yeah. frustration, like, well, what is it already? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And his time is not our time. Right. But we can right. be right before that, you know, um, like in, I think it's Jeremiah and it talks about, you know, I have, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Right. And so keeping yeah mind. I think that's such an encouragement to women and, and, and not putting like a limit on, on our, our purpose, right? Like not saying like, oh, at this age, I haven't done it. So yeah, yeah. that, that is so true. And I think that, you know, the Bible says that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Yes. And I think it's a delicate line that we have to walk and that we grow into, right? As we continue in our Christian journey. Mm -hmm. is learning how to desegregate what the world says from what God yeah. says. Right. And we grow up in such an environment where it seems like the world and the world systems take over yeah. until, you know, we come into until our mind is transformed. And the world says that by this age, you have to do this. And by this age and phase and stage of your life, you should have accomplished this. And we get yeah. caught up in that trap, you right. know, and I'm going to tell you, I, I've been down that road where I questioned my purpose and God, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? But I honestly tell you, I feel like I am at the starting line. I feel like I am just starting my life. I feel like purpose is just like right here staring at my face and the time is now, you know, so it's a beautiful experience to, to not get ahead of, ahead of God and not rush the process because when it really starts to unfold, it would just blow your mind. Right. And you know what? It's like, it's interesting because, you know, he is the author of your life. Right. And yeah, I, I can't imagine that it can't be a bestseller when the, when the Lord is in control, you know what I mean? And so just like, yes, yes. like trusting in that process and, you know, I mean, dealing with the valleys and the peaks and just knowing that God can, yeah. you know, he, he is boundless. And so, you know, with our own human selves, right. We have the limitations, but yeah. The Lord's hand is in it. And if that's his will for us, there's nothing that yeah. can stop us. Right. And whether it's money, yeah. whether it's, you know, time or energy, I mean, he will give you the energy to do the things that you never thought that you can do. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I love just to kind of bring up, you know, your topic. And I feel like that is really, um, 
you know, in today's world, we are so caught up, right, into seeing what other people are mm-hmm. doing. And that can be a part yeah. of that frustration and kind of like that discouragement to be like, oh, well, <laughs> that person already wrote that book, right? Or like, you know, yeah. why would I pursue that? Like, mine's not as good. Or, you know, and we have right. all of these outside idols, like social media and, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. So tell me a little bit, because I'm excited about this topic, because I think that whether you are married, single, mother, <laughs> you know, whoever you are, yeah. I think that you, that this, this particular, um, this particular thing that happens, right, that bites us, right, comparison trap, but that bug, you know, is really detrimental. Um, so, I'm excited about your topic. So tell our listeners a little bit about what you're going to be talking about at the conference. Right. So essentially, like you said, the, the essence of the topic is that comparison trap. And, you know, I love God. He has a sense of humor and God uses any and everything, you know, and even as I was, you know, as he was giving and downloading the different elements of the comparison trap when it came to the actual title you know, I just saw, um, I just saw the, the Disney movie, you know, where the character is standing in front of the, in the mirror and she's like mirror, mirror on the wall. And she asks the question, who is the fairest of them all? And she's comparing her beauty, you know, to the inhabitants of the kingdom. Yeah. And so immediately God was like, that's what we do all the time. We stand in front of this this mirror, you know, and the mirror is supposed to be a reflection. It's supposed to be a reflection of who we are in Christ and what God has called us to. But instead, when we look at the mirror, what comes back to us is, am I good as she? Is she good as me? And can I do that better than her? And we start going through these things in our mind that cause us to trip and fall, that cause us to really hinder the power of God in our lives and really is designed to, to tear down our uniqueness. You know, God has created everybody uniquely. And we know the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And while that is true, you know, there are things that God deposits in each of us that cause us to stand out. And instead of tapping into those things, instead of allowing those things to, to be cultivated in our lives and for God to use them, for us to give them back to him and for him to use it, you know, we say, oh, well, I don't talk like her or I don't, my voice doesn't sound as good as hers. So I don't want to do this podcast or, you know what, I didn't, I, you know, there are better writers than me. So maybe I shouldn't write that book or I don't feel as smart as her. Maybe I'm not supposed to go to school and we attack ourselves as self-sabotage. Yeah, and so, absolutely. um, you yeah, and God just wants to pull back those layers. And so he just began to to really reveal to me um, different traps that we fall into that all fall under this umbrella of comparison. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when I was thinking about this, and one of the reasons I had this topic as one that I really wanted someone to speak on is because um, I, I find it in every um, realm, right? Like with children, with you know, with women, with men. And it's interesting because I was thinking about like how when we get so caught up into comparing ourselves that we really stop being able to appreciate the blessings that we have. And it kind of chips away at our gratitude, right? Because it's like your focus is not on the blessings that the Lord has given you, but on what somebody else has, 
And so, yeah. you know what I mean? And so it's kind of one of those things where, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if I want to call it sinful, but I mean, I, I think it can be in a sense, because we start to covet what other people have. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, yeah. And it's dangerous. I mean, I think it's really dangerous um, because it can hinder you from pursuing your passion or pursuing your purpose. And, you know, I, I just, I'm really, I think that when you uh, talk about this topic, I think it's going to hit home with lots, with a lot of the women who are going to be attending. Um, and, and it's great that you've been able to recognize it and just kind of put it out there. And, you know, I think, and I don't know if you feel this way, but like, I think there's something to be said about acknowledging when we are mm -hmm. feeling like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not something we want to admit to, because I feel like it's not mm -hmm. one of those things to be like, because some people can look at it as jealousy or, you know what I mean? And so it, it's not something that's easy to admit to yourself. Um, but I think yeah. that through that acknowledgement, there comes this openness into figuring out like, you know, where that's coming from and then digging deeper into God and asking for his, for his help with it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it is unfortunate that we do that and it is a sin because essentially we're saying, God, you didn't do a good enough job with me. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah, exactly. and, and, you know, one, and I, I think, Right. Is I make no, I don't make mistakes, you know? Um, and I think the first time I heard this, I think it was from Paula White and she said, you know, we can't conquer what we don't um, confront. You know, we can't confront what we don't confess. That was the first time I heard it, but I didn't realize that um, that it's in the Bible <clears throat> in first John one and nine, where it says, if we confess our sins, Mm -hmm. He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so we have to get to a point where we're not afraid to be vulnerable before God. We're not afraid to say, woe is me. You know what I mean? Because exactly. God's not going to disregard us. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to he's not going to cast us aside. He wants us to come to him mm -hmm. and say we missed the mark because then he can usher in that correctness. He can usher in that love. He can reconfigure us and he can set us on the right path. But we have to be willing, open. And one of my favorite words, especially in the last, mm -hmm. I would say, six or seven years of my life, um, we have to be transparent. Yes, we have to be transparent. There are people who we see every day who don't know our story, but who could benefit from our testimony. Absolutely. And if we keep it to ourselves, you know, if we keep it to ourselves then we're actually preventing other people or hindering other people from walking in their deliverance. So mm -hmm. I, I just think it's so important for us to, to take, you know, to stop playing charades and stop playing yeah. games in the body of Christ. Just be like, yeah. you know what? I, I miss the mark. I miss the mark a lot of times, you know, right. and I'm going to share what I did. So hopefully if you're in the midst of it, you'll know that there's hope on the other side. And if you're not in the midst of it, hopefully you won't have to go this path. You know what I mean? Um, and we just have to, we have to do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, that was one of the reasons that I felt really strongly about having, you know, creating a conference was, and I say that, you know, attend if you want to be transparent, right? Like attend if you want to um, listen to the imperfectness, but you know what I mean? Have the encouragement still and still like, yeah, I think that we do. We hold on to this false self 
Um, and mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. I think it's just this human fear of rejection, right? Like, yeah, to be rejected or to feel like you're less than or inadequate. And, you know, those, those layers are just so detrimental to us in so many ways. Right. And I think physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, and most of all, spiritually, and, you right. know, going on to like, why I just am so taken away by, you know, when I spoke with you and just, you know, is that there is so much power in testimony and being able to share that testimony with women. And, you know, there is so much power in that. And there's something amazing that happens when, when women get real with each other. Right. And I think with people, when yeah. people get real with each other, but in the context of what we're doing, right. Like it's so mm -hmm. important that we can kind of break down those stereotypes, I think too, of women being so competitive or, you know, I hate that word, like mm -hmm. with each other because you don't hear yeah. with men. And I find that interesting. And I think that we've been socially groomed in some ways to not, mm -hmm. to not like recognize that. our identity in Christ, right? We've, as women, I think we're taught yeah. to look outside of that. Absolutely. I love that word, that phrase, socially groomed, <laughs> because, yeah, I do. you know, I even with like my daughter's friends and, and, you know, just in general, like we're taught to really kind of, and even in, in families where, you know, church is the center, right? Like you would think that doesn't happen, mm -hmm. but it does. I mean, in, in very small ways, it does, you know, like, um, what you have on and, you know, yeah. how your hair looks or how you, you know, instead right. of really getting down to the crux of who, what your identity is. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, that's, um, that's the other layer to, to the message that I'll be sharing is tapping into and allowing God to show you who you are, to embrace your authenticity and to feel confident enough to walk in it. You know, um, and I think once I started getting a little um, inkling of who I was, you know, as a young adult and in terms of what God had put on my life, you know, whenever anybody could see a glimpse of it, I would always dummy down. I would always like downplay, yeah. you know, and that's the other right. side. It's like, no, you know, we got to own it. We got to embrace it and we got to walk in that thing. You know, it's no more. No more comparison, you know, no right. more falling in the trap of who's the fairest of them all. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, are you so doing what God has called you to do? Yeah, I love that you use that kind of fairy tale comparison because it's interesting, like how we grow up with these fairy tales, right? And they're actually really not that helpful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you <laughs> right. The underlying yeah. uh, messages and that fairest of them all, like in that mirror, mirror on the wall, I think is just spot on. I mean, it is literally, I think just so spot on. I thought that the title for this session that you're doing is literally like perfect. I mean, you could not have come up with it. Yeah. <laughs> you could well, not. you know, God, did, he gave, <laughs> he gave me a little twist. You know, it started off with the actual quote from, from the movie. Mm -hmm. um, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? But the Holy Spirit is, uh, he's so original. I love him. He's so original um, that in the last week or so, I was like, okay, God, you know, are there any changes to my title? Like, is this it? You know, right. um, making sure that you had everything that, you know, that you needed. 
And so he gave me a little twist and it's mirror, mirror on the wall. Why comparest thyself at all? Oh, wow. And okay, I so said, oh, wow. Immediately. Okay. <laughs> got to change that immediately. I love that. That is. Yeah. We need to give God a high five. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, Holy Spirit, you dropping bars over here. I, I know, love right? it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, and he's like, why? Yeah, exactly. No, that's, then, oh, that's so good. That's so good. And you know, don't you feel like, um, as we're just talking about identity and, you know, mm-hmm. part of knowing your identity in Christ really is having that relationship with the Lord. And yeah. I think that's so key. Um, and actually I think that's the key to it all, you know, is that relationship. Yeah. And so you have a book that talks about developing an amazing relationship with God. So please tell us about your book and how we can purchase it. It's also on the, on your individual speaker page, but I want you to talk about it and then we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So the name of the book is working on trust, um, getting to know and trust God and years ago, God told me um, that trust is built out of relationship. You know, you can you can only know somebody to a certain degree if you don't know them personally. Yeah. And what he was saying is the more you get to know someone, the more time you spend with them, the more you observe their character over time, that increases the trust factor, you know, that you have with that individual. Right. Right. And so. He was saying, you know, the work is really not on God, you know, because he he is who he is. He changes not. The work is on our part. It's for us to invite him in. It's for us to spend time in his word. And it's for us to really um, look at our experiences and what he allows us to go through to learn his character. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lie going out. There's a rumor going out where they say, if you accept Christ, then your life is going to be a bed of roses and you're just going to be on cloud nine. Well, we know that's not true. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes, you know, especially in those early days when you're just starting out with God, you know, if you don't realize that, or if you haven't fully em- embraced that, that fact, then it trips us up. Oh, and yeah. we begin to take things personal. You know, God, right. why are you doing this to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's part of the process. And mm-hmm. so one reason that he, he allows certain things to happen in our lives is to purge us and to cleanse us and to grow and mature us in him. Mm-hmm. The other reason is he's showing him, he, he's showing himself to be faithful. He's yeah. teaching us who he is, right. you know, and, and there's um. There's a part in the book where I say, you know, you can't really testify about God being a healer if you haven't experienced any sickness. That's it. All you have is word of mouth. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. You you have and you even have the the biblical accounts in the Old and New Testaments, but you know, that personal testimony, you mm-hmm. know, you can only you can only speak to it to a certain degree. But once you've been sick, once you've been on the brink of mental instability or you're about to lose your mind or you, you know, you've really suffered through uh, what could have been a terminal disease and God brings you out. Now, I heard a lady say today I was on a I was at a virtual conference this weekend and and she was talking about confidence. And she was like, you know, when you're confident, you put an exclamation point behind that thing. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a period. 
Right. Or it's not a comma like you're hesitant. It's like, no, God healed me. I know he is a healer. Right. I know with authority, you know. And so you can only do that as you get closer to God, as you get to know him, as you get to learn that no matter what goes on in your life. There's a song by Torin Wells that says, he is a God of the hills and the valleys. And you begin to learn that, okay, God, I'm on the mountain high right now, and you're God, and you're faithful, and you're still covering and protecting and keeping me. But when I go through this valley, guess what? I'm learning that you're still God, that you're still capable, that you're still faithful, that you're still loving and protecting me. We have to learn that. You know what I mean? We have to learn that God is not like man, that he's not going to do tit for tat. You know what I mean? He's not, he's, he loves us. And so just like the Bible says, you know, God, he, he corrects those that he loves. And some of those lessons are hard. Like we said a few minutes ago, um, being transparent, I didn't know that I battled with pride, but I battled with pride. And God had to show me, he had to take me through some valley low experiences to say, this got to go. This, this cannot stay in you. And then you serve me. Right. (laughs) And so I'm going to, is not always uh, comfortable, (laughs) you know, right. Recognize things about yourself that, um, you know, are difficult to see. And so, or you don't want to see, you know what I mean? And so that you don't want to see. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like sometimes because of our human, like because of the limitations of our human mind, right? Like we, we really Mm -hmm. don't even grasp and we probably never will until we reach heaven, right? Like we don't grasp the greatness of God, right? And the power of him. And we may think we do, but I think like sometimes when we're in certain circumstances, like you said, you know, like, um, we rely on ourselves, right. To kind of get out of those circumstances or like when we're in a broken place, we might tend to kind of lean inward instead of towards him. And like, just knowing that that brokenness is the bridge, right. It's the bridge to the Lord and he's always there, right. Like we just need to cross. Right. Like we just need to cross the bridge. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, so I, I, yeah, this, this book just seems so, um, spot on too about just developing that relationship like you said and getting to know his character um because that's yeah. how you learn about anyone right but especially about the lord and there's right? so there is so much in scriptures i did a study a while mm-hmm. ago on my own um in song i believe it was yes it was songs and i have i was just circling everything that talks about like you know god's character and it was just amazing to me like it reminds you how important it is to dig deeper into the scriptures because, you know, you read things and sometimes yeah. you really don't see what is there, right? Like, and yeah. it's amazing to me. And I actually have like a PDF of like all these characteristics and based off of the, mm-hmm. um, and it, it just, I think like we have to use that some, well, not even sometimes all the time as our blueprint, right? Like. Mm-hmm just keep going back to the Lord's word and who he is, you know, because sometimes we don't know who other people are and (laughs) that can be disappointing, you know, and I think that's been happening in 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of like uncertainty. I think there's a lot of disappointment in people and it's just a, it's a rough time. Right. And I think part of that is people are getting to see that some of the people they thought they knew their character is not Mm -hmm. their character. 
Okay. And so yeah. there's this like deep disappointment. And I was thinking about mm-hmm. that, how, like how we can be so confident in God's character. Right. And so no matter mm-hmm. what's going on in this world, no matter, you know, what election, what pandemic, whatever it is, we yeah. can always count on God to stay who he is. And that, I mean, that that's the key. Yeah. And that, really is. that is the key. Um, you know, one of the scriptures that I, I highlight in the book comes from Deuteronomy 435, and it says, you were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God and besides him, there is none other. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Job, we hear a lot about Job's story, but but Job in part was shown these things so that we, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we yeah. would know that God is God and he's in control, right. that regardless of what the situ or how the situation presents itself, you know, God allowed it because number one, he knew Job could handle it, but he also allowed it to show Job that I've smiled on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I favored you. Like right. I was like, have your way devil. You know what I mean? Because I know he's going to come out. I know he's going to maintain yeah. his level of faith and his integrity in me. So have at it, you know, and we don't look at persecution like that. We don't look at it yeah. like, God is, is developing us and he's growing us. And at the same time, he's showing us his character. Like that is just, it's an amazing thing, but mm-hmm. it's still painful in the midst of it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like you can't ignore it, Joe, you know, but right. Like, okay, enough is enough. Like I'm waving over here. Like I'm, I'm ready. Tag out. Like somebody else take this. I'm, I'm done. You exactly. know, but, um, you, you know, so God, God is faithful. Yeah. I mean, I, you have so much encouragement to give. And so you also do devotionals through your, um, website or your ministry disciples on demand. So I, I think we talked about that, but I don't want to skip over that. Cause it's so it's, it's just like a wealth of encouragement and spiritual nourishment. Mm. So, um, disciples on demand is, tell me just a little bit and our listeners just a little bit about what they can find when they visit your website. Yeah. So, um, disciples on demand is a ministry that God birthed in me, um, in 2019 and the vision, um, really is to, to really mobilize, you know, the body of Christ to a renewed sense of disciple making. Um, because I believe the church has gotten lost. The church has, has gotten lost and caught up in attendance and programs and naming rights and, you know, stuff that has nothing to do with advancing God's kingdom. And so that is the vision of Disciples on Demand is to mobilize the body of Christ um, toward a renewed energy and focus on disciple making. And so some of the programs that I offer through this ministry include uh, like a basic discipleship course, like just, and, and one thing that, you know, we talked about it, right? We talked about it when we first started the interview about comparing ourselves and it's like, right. well, you know, God will this, I mean, most people know what discipleship is and it was like, no, no, most people don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, even I, if they do, <laughs> I believe that that's even the, if they do, they, they yeah. You know what I mean? Like right, I right. And discipleship a lot in that context of like the here and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and that that was that's the thing. It's like even if they do, I'm going to allow you to to talk about it, to teach about it in such in a way, in such a way that it 
you know, light bulbs come on, you know, and people are like, oh, okay. And they have a renewed understanding of it, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's like a basic discipleship course that can be offered for like groups of 10 or more. Um, and even in, you know, in the midst of this COVID time, it could be like a virtual training or anything like that, but, but it's a training that unpacks discipleship in a very basic and practical way. And then there are also, um, there's a more intensive workshop that talks about, um, the, the mechanisms of building thriving ministry teams. You know, because we see it in the in the in corporate America, but we have to also understand that it goes on in the work in in the body of Christ. That people yes. are at odds, you know, yes. and there's competition in the church. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, I see and that. how it's disheartening. Um, I don't think it's old. Like you know, it's interesting though. Like I don't want to cut you off. But I was just thinking that this has gone on since the beginning of the church, right? Like that kind of like division. Mm -hmm. Um, so this right. is. This you know, it, it's, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. You, so. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> you know, you, like you said, you have that, who's disciple of you? Are you Paul? Are you Silas's? Like, you know, there's a competition, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's time out for that. You know, we have to learn how to work together, how to use our unique gifting to advance the kingdom of God. We have to tear down egos and pride and all these things that get in the way and be able to come together and move forward together, both, you know, like in the local church, but also in the, the corporate body of Christ. And right. so there's the workshop is designed to, to tear down some of the myths and to really lay out some practical strategies, um, but kingdom strategies that talk about thriving um, ministry teams and how to build thriving ministry teams. And then, um, the last thing that I offer through Disciples on Demand, and this is um, this is not a workshop or anything like that, but this is just an ongoing um, prayer initiative. It's just prayers and peace for pastors because God has just laid it on my heart. You know, being a pastor is a tough job. Right, absolutely. And yeah. I've I've served pastors. You know, I've been I've been in senior leaders and I've worked alongside pastors, and but then I've also served pastors and armor bearer and stuff like that. And it's a lot that pastors take yeah. on and so it was just um you know like you know upholding their arms and, and strengthening their heart through prayer and so those are the three primary um things that i do through disciples on demand okay that's wonderful that is really wonderful this has been such a great conversation and i just um i'm just really looking forward to hearing you speak and to have our attendees hear you and just get, you know, get encouraged by your, by the words that you're, you're giving, um, that are just really like cutting to the core of, I think so many of the mm. issues that we face as Christian women. Um, so yeah. I'm absolutely excited. So tell our listeners how they can follow you and, um, yeah, cause I know they want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be happy to share and and to link up with other um, members in the body of Christ and women in particular. Um, so you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Facebook, Lord, I done made up a new social media <laughs> platform. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram um, at the future Dr. Risha D. And both of those will come up and you'll be able to, to follow me there. You, you can also go to the website, which is disciplesondemand.com. Um, and if you want to, you can fill out a contact form and sign up for our email 
distributions in our blog post so that every time I send out a blog post, you'll automatically be notified. And then you will also be on our email list to stay abreast of any um, new or exciting programs or workshops that's coming down the pipe. So the future Dr. Risha D on both Facebook and Instagram, and then the website, um, disciplesondemand.com. Okay, well, this is great. Oh, before I leave, I'm asking all of the speakers, is there one fun or interesting fact about you that you want to share with us? Yeah, I, I always share this fact, even any any time I'm in the in this sphere, because I think it's just so cute. You know, I just and you know, people people always now. You know, I think this is probably why I had such an issue with the comparison trap, and as a result, developed a I'm gonna prove you wrong mentality, which is also yeah. bad. But yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am short. I am 4'11". I think I stopped growing in about the fourth grade or something like that. Okay. And um, but I but I played basketball in middle school and I was the Come MVP on, of our basketball team. So you know, <laughs> I'm trying to get my little hoop credit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not being drafted for the WNBA or nothing like that. But they're like, you don't play ball. You don't play. Ball. I'm like, yes, I do, girl. I was oh, the MVP. I'm a and then they be like. Right, I'm a ball, and they be like, "What? What? Did you play in high school class?" I'm like, "No, middle school." You know, and they just fall out laughing. So, uh, but yeah, I do love sports, and I was the, <laughs> I was the MVP of my middle school basketball team. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. that is pretty awesome. It's funny. I have a little ball in me too. I mean, I didn't play in a team, but I love playing that. What is it? Yeah. But I mean, you you're four foot eleven, and you were MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Mighty yeah. Come in little packages, right? That's Mighty right. That's right. That's right. Well, Risha, it is absolutely true. An absolute pleasure talking with you today. This is like my favorite. I swear, I, I, I just, you guys are also wonderful to talk to, and I, I really wanted to share, um, you know, some of the conversation that I had with you, and you know, with our, our listeners and the attendees, because you just have so much mm -hmm. to share, and so. I just, you know, thank you so much for taking time out and, and talking to me today. Yeah, thank you. I'm honored. I, I'm definitely looking forward to um, a great weekend in December. So I know, me too. It's coming up soon. So yes, it's yeah, going, to, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Okay, well, thank you so much. Follow Risha. And you can also find her on the Single Moms uh, of Faith Conference website. She has an individual speakers page and she's also listed on the homepage. So there's lots of ways you can learn more about her and follow her. So thank you so much. You have a wonderful day, Risha. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.